Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and it is time for another installment of the Ruckus Podcast. I'm your host, Deandra LaBeouf, creator of BadCulture.net, joined by my regular co-host, Ryan Bivens of Sweet Boxing, and it's another week in the Sweet Science. We uh, just watched Javier Fortuna pull out the victory against, who is Javier Fortuna fighting? Uh, Vesquez of Puerto Rico. Um, um... Carlos Ivan Velasquez. Yeah, Carlos Ivan Velasquez of Puerto Rico. Sorry, Puerto Rico, you took another L tonight. Um, Tabidi with the uh, Andrew Tabidi with second round or first round TKO. Dalton Molina results on the draw. The guy uh, sorry, yeah. Second round TKO. Dalton and Molina fight to a draw. So that's what's happening right now on PBC on Fox. Um, it's Lucas Matisse versus Victor Postal Fight Week here in Los Angeles. So we'll uh, do our Fight Week predictions. Klitschko versus Fury is off. Uh, Wilder defeated Duopa over the weekend. And what, a little bit more, whatever we have time for tonight. So with that, my co-host, Ryan Bivens. How are you doing, Ryan Bivens? Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little tired. i spending a lot of time in the gym today. You and me both. I was just marveling at the fact that, and I mean, this is no shade on the fight, but I was sitting here watching the fight and it was round one and then my head nodded and then it was round nine. And I don't know what happened between rounds one and nine because apparently um, well, I fell asleep like a granny. Really, uh, accomplished much except, you know, getting his face uh, disfigured. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was about it. Um, Fortuna kind of, you know, uh, a lot, I thought. Like, he kind of coasted on his lead. And he stepped it up at the end to, to, to get the TKO. But, yeah, it was a difference in class. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad we didn't. I didn't miss too much more because I was just feeling really granny. Just sat here and fell asleep. That's terrible. I'm sitting at a table and fell asleep, which is even worse. Maybe I'm, taking, maybe I'm not so granny. Maybe I'm taking it back to the college years. I don't know. So uh, we'll do a brief recap of uh, PBC on Fox since that's uh, ending now. Um, so, yeah, I think that about sums up how Velasquez versus uh, Fortuna went. I've become so accustomed to seeing Fortuna on ESPN, you know. It was funny to not hear Joe Tessitore. So we can go ahead and skip past that. He retains the title. He's the lightweight champion. What sanctioning body championship belt does Fortuna hold? He's the uh, featherweight. Uh, no, um, super featherweight champion on WBA regular title. The uh, the super champion is Takashi Uchiyama. Mm, okay, so yeah, he retains the WBA World Super Featherweight Title against Carlos Ivan Velasquez. So kudos to him, congratulations. 
another is he a TMT fighter or is he just on the card? Um, I think he's a, a PBC fighter. I don't know if he's a, no, he's not with uh, Mayweather Promotions. I don't think. Oh, okay, so that takes care of his bout, and then we saw Andrew Tabidi, excuse me, win by second round TKO against. Right, he uh, uh, he dropped some, his opponent in the second round with a straight right hand, but the guy got up and he went back to his corner, and then he retired on the stool. I think he got up because he saw that celebrating and jumping on the ropes and he didn't want to, he probably, I agree. He probably would have stayed down had to be not jumped on the ropes. Kids, let this be a lesson. We love a spectacular knockout, but make sure your opponent is already defeated and the towel has been thrown in before you jump on the rope and start celebrating. But another win for Tabidi. What do you think of Tabidi? I mean, it's too early to tell, obviously. He's a prospect, but what you've seen of Tabidi, what do you what do you think of him as a cruiser? Um, it's, I saw somebody on Twitter compare him to Edison Miranda. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, he hasn't shown me more than power yet. So I mean, until you get him in there with, with a guy that, that knows what he's doing and can take a punch, it's really hard to gauge. But the guy, he, he definitely can punch. We know that much. Mhm. Definitely, definitely. And so now, um, well, that about sums up the card because we've, you, we did the uh, Javier Fortuna at the top of the hour. We talked about Tabidi and Willesca, so that about sums up our PBC card. So let us move on. Let's see, what would you like to talk about? Shall we move on to Wilder over the weekend? Because we did do a post-fight show. For those of you who are listening who missed our Saturday night show, Ryan and I and Ismail Dussalam of Beachboxing Mayhem are doing a post-fight show. I don't know if it'll happen. It won't happen necessarily after every fight, but definitely after the major ones called after the final bell. So make sure you listen to us on Saturday nights after the bigger fights. I mean, we wouldn't do one after this fight. It just so happens that it's on Tuesday and we're doing the ruckus. But shall we just glance over uh, Wilder's victory over Duapa? Or, you know, what would you like to do, Ryan? Yeah. Over. I mean, look, you can download our podcast. <laughs> just you know, go, go What? What do you have to go to? Uh, you know, backcoach.net and uh, click on the uh, click on backcoach back. radio on the right hand tab, and uh, you yep. can look for after the final bell. There exactly. You go. There it is. And there's not much to talk about that anyway. I mean, you know, I'm gonna write a little piece about it. I didn't even write a post fight recap since we did the show, but you know. What we can take away from Deontay Wilder's performance in that fight, it's no shade on Wilder. I like Wilder. I think he has a terrific personality. He's great for the sport. At least he gives, has some energy um, on the American heavyweight side. But we, anybody who smothers, walks him down, or gives him any kind of opposition, he has to learn and adjust and has quite a bit more growing and development to do. Well, you know, I kind of think he fights down to the level of his opposition. So some of the stupid things he was doing against uh, his opponent over the weekend, I don't think he tries against a better opponent. Because, I mean, we saw how much smarter he fought when he when he fought for the world title against uh, Bermain's Deverne. So mm-hmm. I, I think we we can expect him to be more cautious if he when he steps back up in competition. So with him... There we are with Deontay Wilder. Of course, 
Alexander Povetkin is looming in the horizon. That fight has to go to purse bid. Will will his next opponent be another PBC B-side guy like Ariola or Steve Cunningham or whomever? We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see and see what happens with him. You know, oddly enough, um, as soon as his, his fight over the weekend ended, uh, like Brian Jennings uh, took to Instagram and uh, said that uh, a fight with uh, Wilder was set for, for January of uh, next year. Really? Um, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense because that's kind of when he's supposed to be fighting for Vekin. But um, apparently that's been, like, you know, discussed for, for months now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jenny said uh, January 9th. Like, the date is already set. So I, I don't really know how valid that is. But um, apparently people have known about it in the industry for several months. Let us let us go take a little trip down memory lane. I'm going to tweet this article out when I interviewed Bryant Jennings. Uh, this was quite a bit ago. My dog is over here monkey kicking me. This is, article is from December 18th, 2012. And Deontay Wilder knocked out Kelvin Price that weekend in Los Angeles. And as soon as that fight was over, he got to talking about Brian Jennings. And I talked to Brian Jennings after that, and he said he had a little more power, but at the same time, he lacked other skills. The power is something that has to be respected because all it takes is one punch. He was doing the one-punch strategy, and it took a couple of rounds to adjust. And let me see. I remember Brian Jennings. I remember what that fight was. What was funny, he said – you know, he wasn't interested in, in fighting Deontay Wilder because they were supposed to fight before and he didn't go around twice and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think he's more amenable to a fight now against Deontay Wilder? And how well, of course. Him? I mean, Wilder's world champion now. I mean, he already fought mm-hmm. the other world champion, Crisco. He lost. He's not getting rematched. So the only other world title he kept besides that, you know, regular WBA title that all. That's Ruth mm-hmm. uh, is uh, Wilder's title, the WBC title. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other funny thing, the last thing he said to me, thanks for, um, I wanted to get your word. I said to him, I wanted to get your word since Wilder put your name out there. And he said, we sent him a contract before and he denied it at first. And I don't go back around twice. He had his chance before and didn't want it. He went to camp with Klitschko and got a little courage. So now all of a sudden he's believing himself. Nobody's speaking for him. He's speaking for himself and doesn't speak well. He talks a lot of bullshit. He's kind of a little bit too cocky and he hasn't done enough. He doesn't show any personality and you need that with the fans. Personality is going to help you succeed. I don't know. Deontay Wilder has so much power these days. Maybe he took um, what Brian Jennings said about him to heart. I, I kind of think Wilder does have a personality. I mean, Fans I, I, I mean, the crowd I, was really, really supportive of him. Yeah, I, I, you know, I enjoy his personality. He does really well in post-fight interviews. He has just enough country to make him endearing, but not too much country that you're going, what the hell is he talking about? So I enjoy that about him. He gives some life to the division. You know, a good backstory doesn't hurt with him and his daughter. And, and you know, it's great. It's great. It's great. So 
Again, as an American, it's good to see a little energy in the heavyweight division because I... Uh, speaking of heavyweight songs, Andy Ruiz also fought over the weekend. Um, I thought I saw something about that. Yeah, How he, did he do? He lost weight, but uh, he didn't look that great as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I don't I really don't know. know where to go with Andy Ruiz. I, I, I just don't see him making it as... Because I think, honestly, even though he lost a lot of weight, he was still really fat. Like, if he was in shape, he would not. No, seriously, if he was in shape, he would not be a heavyweight. Straight up. He just he would not be a heavyweight. He would be under 200 pounds. I don't remember if someone was trolling, but I wanted to, I want to say it. Someone in the media tweeted that Andy Ruiz would give Deontay Wilder some trouble. I wish I could remember <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could remember who tweeted him. I may be trouble at a buffet, but I don't really see them, Deontay Wilder, having too much trouble with Andy Ruiz. I'm so sorry, Andy Ruiz fans, but I, I don't see it. I wish I could remember who tweeted that. But yeah. but as, while we're uh, tap dancing around the heavyweight division, let's talk about Tyson Fury, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Vladimir Klitschko calls the fight off, cites a calf injury. Tyson Fury once again has the curse of opponents pulling out a fight. Probably got drunk that night. I think he's more of he, he pulled out his good Batman outfit and everything, the epic leap across the table with the fake Joker, and now we have no fight two days after that. Klitschko and a well, calf I mean, injury. Has he had a calf injury so. before? Has he had a calf injury before? Is this a nagging um, injury? I don't know if it was a calf injury last time, but he, he did get injured for, like, his fight with, uh, who was it? Was it Pavekin? Yes. But Klitschko, Klitschko does get injured, you know, in, in camp. I, I, I think that's part of getting old. Yes. How does one injure the, their calf in camp? Running, strength and conditioning? How do you think someone like that, with him, didn't he have a muscle, like a tear in his bicep? I'm trying to remember all the various he injuries he's he had. Pulled a muscle. That, that's possible. Uh, and then but Tyson yeah, but just, I guess just pulling the muscle, that would, that would you know, uh, pull you out of the fight. So I guess it must be more serious. You know, yeah. He's a big guy, so... Uh, I guess if I you know. have anything too strenuous, it's probably a lot easier to tear something than for, like, you know, us normal-sized people. Yeah, well, so sorry, so sad, Tyson Fury, because I really did want to see your fight, so it'll just be happening a little bit later than expected. So that is it with that. Not too much to talk about there. Pretty quiet week. We don't really have a whole, whole lot to talk about. I guess we could talk about... Lucas Matisse versus Victor Postal, or do you want to talk about the other fight that you watched over the weekend, uh, Tyson Marquez's last stand? Um, Tyson Marquez honestly did better than I expected. Uh, he didn't fight like the Tyson Marquez of old. Okay, that that you know dangerous offense that people fear that that wasn't there. So he, he kind of just boxed with uh, Gallo a little bit. Might have. Uh, might have thrown a couple of the early rounds, but from about the fourth on, Gaio stepped it up on him and, and just beat his ass. Uh, mm. <laughs> Marquez must have fell down at least seven or eight times. <laughs> anyway, but he kept getting back up, so the referee finally, you know, took mercy on him and said, "That's it." 
personnel, you know, uh, what Gallo is his manager, and you know, they're talking about, hey, they, you know, that Roman Gonzalez fight, you know, we're ready for it. You know, it's, it's up to HBO. They're like, you know, show us the money. Right? So, so, you know how fighters are. You know, if if you want that really great fight, you you gotta pay them. Because you know, their first fight, I guess they didn't get paid that much. And it was uh, a fight of the year candidate. I thought it was the fight of the year. That was back in 2012. And right. uh, one division lower, I think, with, with Junior Feather, Junior Flyweight. And, you know, now they're the two top guys at Flyweight. Um, Gallo has WBC, no, he has WBNWO title. Um, um, Chaco Tito, he has WBC title and the, the Ring Magazine title. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they unify that, that's pretty much. No, nah, I wouldn't call it undisputed champion because my boy ain't in that ruin wrong. He he's the IBF champion, so mm-hmm. still got to beat him because he's legit. But but yeah, they would they would be a clear head of the division because right now it's it's you know flip a coin. I mean I know uh, Roman won the first fight, but uh, Guy was a much better fighter since then. I think but that was Guy was like first like uh, world championship fight I, I believe. His experience is just, you know, skyrocketed since then. Did Ruin Wrong successfully put the reign of Zhu Shiming to end? Because that's the last that was the last fight Ruin Wrong was in, right? Or have you fought since then? He fought he fought one other time since then, uh, in uh, Thailand. Um he fought a guy, uh with John Rio Casamero. And uh <laughs> that was a dirty fight, man. Uh he, he deserved the win, but he he was not a clean fighter at all. It was just like the uh uh, the, the 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 thigh version of uh, Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, but every uh, trick in the book to win that fight. I mean, so yeah, somebody calls Zhu Shiming. If y'all have his number, call him and check on him because we haven't seen him since that fight. No more fist of goat. No more Macau well, yeah, fight. He's, a, he's the golden boy. I mean, well, what is it to do with him now? He he's in the wrong division. You gotta understand. Flyweight division is the best division in Boston. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. Really is not that good. <laughs> if he look, if he was in a shitty division, they could like you know spoon feed him to to some lesser champion and get him get get him a belt. They just can't do that in flyweight. I mean, they, he has to change divisions. Uh, I don't think moving up's going to work out for him. Just because, I mean, it's, it's not as good as flyweight, but it's pretty good. And guys from flyweight are, are actually going to go there pretty soon. So, and, you know, they're just bigger guys. So, I don't think that's a good idea. He should go down. It might be hard for him to go down because he's kind of tall. But, hey, what can you do? Yeah, if he goes down, there's there's options. I mean, you know, he's still pretty popular. I just, it's amazing to me that he was just killing people in the uh, Olympics like that. But, hey, you know, Olympic well, boxing is He wasn't really killing them in the Olympics. He was giving questionable decisions. <laughs> The guy was uh, yes. extremely lucky, or he was, uh, you know, just the politics played into his favor, however you want to look at it. Indeed, indeed. So let's see. Um, what shall we talk about now? We still have uh, – so it's fight week here. Oh, let's see. Let's take a question from Twitter. Our man, LRS, Simplificato with the Lime Rose, he would like to know – do we give a uh, do you give Cherry a chance against Pedraza? How would you rank the four main fights on HBO and Showtime? 
Mm. Good question. So we've got uh, Golovkin um, Lemieux coming up. We've got Cotto Canelo. We've got the fight this weekend, Matisse wait, Pistol. Wait. Does he mean this weekend? For me, that's still a ways away. You do you, uh, simplificado uh, treat, uh, tweet us again. Do you mean the fight, the four big fights that are going to close out the year, or the fights that are happening specifically, like coming up in the next month or so? I, I'm pretty sure he means the fights that are going to close out the year. And by Showtime, I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's so we'll, we'll see when he tweets back. But I'm pretty sure he means the three big ones that are coming up on HBO to close out the year. And the Showtime fight must be the Broner title fight that he has to fight in. And probably how would we rank them in terms of entertainment and competitiveness and et cetera, et cetera, if I understand well, his question correctly. Well, this weekend, the Matisse Pasta card, that's what HBO, right? Right. Um, okay. Anyway, that cool feature, Antonio Russell from Red Dakota. So both of those fights are good. Both mm-hmm. uh, pick-em fights are, you got to get the edge of Matisse uh, in the main event. But if Paulsto, you know, can avoid getting knocked out in those you know, kind of first three or four rounds, I give mm-hmm. him a really good chance of the upset because stylistically he's he's a problem for Matisse. He's tall, he's long, he's rangy, he can box. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying, you know, he's not not the fastest fighter. You know, he he, he kind of needs you to come to him in, in many ways. If he has to chase you, he's just not that effective. Um, oh, okay. So we have the um, the fights. Uh, he said the Matisse of course. Matisse Broner Orozco Pedrosa. Those four fights this weekend with Matisse Postel. I think that. Matisse will outgun Postal, and it would end early, and it'll end earlier than anyone is expecting. I don't know. I just get the feeling that Postal just seems a little out of his element. He just seems so slow. He, I, I, I get that it's just a media workout. They're just there to sweat a little bit for the media, so we can take pictures and ask the same tired questions over and over and over again. But and visit backculture.net. Go on back, click back culture video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see the video from Media Day there, and also um, visit back culture for sights and uh, sights and sounds. But I just feel that Postal is going to be very slow against Matisse, and it's not like Matisse is just some fist of fury guy. But Postal, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like a Freddie Roach curse this year. Freddie Roach was on the high point again, and right before he got Cotto uh, in the stable, remember everybody who Freddie Roach had was losing? I think Freddie Roach's curse is back, and I think Postal is going to get knocked out kind of early, like fourth or fifth round. That's just my my humble opinion. Of course, he always has a boxer's chance. Everybody always has a puncher's chance, but I don't know. I just think he's going to get taken out very, very early. Um Wow, we only have seven minutes left in the show, and I lost Ryan Bivens. Ryan will be back in just a moment, so Simplificado, I'll go ahead. Uh, Broner, I don't know. It just depends on what Broner shows up to the ring. You know, Broner has been on this silent treatment. He said he wasn't speaking in the media. And, you know, the last time I saw some pictures of him, he looked pretty fit and in shape. He seems pretty focused because he kind of is in a must-win situation. So I I don't know. Well, Ryan is back. Let me get Ryan's take on uh, – well, you said your take on Matisse Postal. 
So give me your take on Broner versus um, Alec, Alec Verdiev. Um, 60-40 Broner. Uh, Alec Verdiev, he you know, had a long layoff, like 18 months or something. Um, he's not a high-volume puncher. He's he's a very good puncher. Like he, he places his punches well, but he doesn't throw a whole lot of them. So, And he, he's not a, much bigger than Broner. So if Broner, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't get overwhelmed by the guy, you know, he can, you know, kind of take his time and uh, box. Um, he, I think that's the main issue with Broner. If you kind of over, if if you you're just too busy for him, and you you know you're too strong, you can just kind of bully your way um, inside. He has a lot of problems. But if he if he has mm-hmm. time to, to you know set up, you know, get on his angle, you know, work his jab, you know, spin out. If you give him time to to box, because he's just, I just don't think he's very fast on his feet. So if you rush him, it's a problem. But if if you give him time to you know move his his feet and you know just box smart, uh, he can do a good job. And Alakra Dive, he he you know he squares up. Uh, he's a southpaw, so Broner should be able to land you know the straight right hand. And um, Broner should win the fight. He's supposed to win the fight. I, All right. Will he win the fight? I don't know. Because, you know, it, it never really stopped him before. Just because he's supposed to win doesn't mean he's going to win. You know, he, he, he just, he does stupid shit in the ring. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, as long as he doesn't play around, I, I also feel that Broner should win this fight. Um you know, at this point, I just don't see them putting in a, him in, in that type of fight that they didn't fully believe that he would win. So my prediction is for Broner by decision. Let's see. The other fight, um, Simplicado, we've got uh, Humberto Soto versus uh, Orozco. That's a 50-50 fight. Yeah. Like, yeah, Orozco, I, what, his last fight was with Emmanuel Taylor? He, he got the decision, yep. but that was a draw. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That fight mm-hmm. was a draw, you know. Soto's, you know, just good as Taylor, I think. Um, hey, before that, he not, not, not as athletic, but you know, a lot more seasoned. So, as long as Soto, you know, didn't get old overnight, you know, he he can win the fight. But uh, you know, if it's, hey, look, if, if Roscoe has the same judges he had for the Taylor fight, he'll win. Mm. You know, it just it just comes down to you know how how the judges score it because it's going to be a close fight. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight too. It's going to be a lot of action, that's for sure. Ooh, let's see. We only have we have under three minutes left, and um, so we did. We already did Matisse Pofsel, Broner, Broner, Roscoe Pedraza. I think Pedraza we covered them all. The last. All right, Ryan. Um, I like Pedraza. Cherry. Um, uh, I, I just don't think there's anything really special about Cherry. He's just kind of. He, to me, he's like a guy that will expose whether a guy is a, a, a real contender or not. And I think Pedras already proved that he's a world championship material. Cause, you know, he has a title. You know, he didn't. I don't, I don't think he, he, got, he got kind of an easy path to the title, but he looked impressive. Um, I, I just don't see names on on um, Cherry's resume and the win column that are that are better than Pedraza. So, I mean, yeah, there, there was, what's his name? Uh, I mean, he did beat a, a washed-up version of, of Stevie Johnson, 
2008. But, you know, that aside, you know, it's just when he fights top guys like Tim Bradley, you know, even even Jose Santa Cruz, you know, he he took L's. Right, right. Wow, we only have 90 seconds. Wow. (laughs) There it is. So thank you, LRS. We thank you for your question. Always appreciate you tuning in with us. And so those are our our thoughts for the weekend. So just to sum it up real quick, picks for the weekend, we've got both have Broner over Alakradayev. Um by decision, by decision for you also, Ryan? Uh, yeah, decision. We've got Matisse Postal. I think Matisse dispatches a Postal by the fifth or sixth round. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Matisse by <laughs> knockout or Postal by uh, decision. My dog doesn't like my prediction. He ran to the door. Um, let's see. Oroko Soto. I don't know. 50-50 fight. It could go either way. Uh, Pedraza over Cherry. Um, yeah, and that's about it. That's about all we have time for. You know, other fights happen in other places. We recap the right. other show that's on the hour. There's, so um, there's fights on Friday. The uh, the Puerto Rican Boston Classic here in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Please support that event. If you're in the Philly area, go check it out. Buy tickets. It's a great night of boxing. You know, so look out for coverage on backculture.net. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Saturday night with another after the final bell. And good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>